Last night, I dreamt that I was waiting in line for hours for my morning coffee. When I got to the coffee shop this morning, the line stretched around the block. I guess I was experiencing deja vu. That's a terrible joke. I don't know anyone who likes waiting. Waiting in line at the DVS or in traffic can be infuriating. Waiting at a grocery or department store can make you realize how easily you could break the fifth commandment. Waiting at the end of this COVID cri- for the end of this COVID crisis, on the other hand, feels laden with fear and foreboding. And waiting for God, well, waiting for God is fraught with all kinds of emotion, impatience, anger, sadness, disappointed, perhaps even hope. When we've been praying and praying on our knees for hours, desperate for relief from the bad situation we're in, we can find ourselves wondering, will God answer? Will God heal me? When will God remember me? Behind these questions is a more fundamental question, one full of pathos. Is God really good? We've run through the gamut of human experience with these psalms, from serenity in Psalm 1, a serene trust that those who walk in God's ways will be on the right way, to an utter devastation in Psalm 69, where everything falls apart, to a renewed trust in Psalm 27. We see that same trust here in Psalm 40, but... The psalmist has a particular crisis and a particular rescue in mind. We don't know what the crisis was, but we do know what the rescue was like. God drew me up from the noisy pit, out of the muddiest mud, and set my feet on a rock, making my steps secure. Whatever the crisis was, The psalmist felt like she had no solid ground on which to stand. Every movement, every attempt to extricate herself from the mire would have caused her to sink deeper into the chaos that enveloped her her life. I've heard language like this before in Psalm 69. Here it is again. So many crises can feel like we're sinking into the mud with no hope of rescue, a health crisis, the loss of a loved one, the pain of divorce. Even this COVID crisis, as it drags on, can feel this way, like we're sinking into the mud. It can be difficult to see the way ahead, let alone comprehend what a new normal will look like. Michael Jonkus's hymn, O Shelter Me, captures this. O shelter me, O shelter me, the way ahead is dark and difficult to see. Yet the heaviness of the situation, the powerlessness, and the fears we have in the middle of these crises never get the last word. There wouldn't have been a Psalter without the experience of God's goodness, however hidden it might seem. Something extraordinary happens. God rescues the psalmist and sets her on solid ground. The waiting comes to a triumphant end, and something else happens. God 
gives the psalmist a new song to sing. Most of us like the old familiar songs, whether traditional or contemporary. It doesn't matter which style of worship you like. We tend to like songs we know. They're kind of like grandma's tater tot hot dish. They're tasty, they're filling, they're comforting. Of course, my favorite kind of hot dish, so to speak, comes from the 16th century. Um, Yours might come from Dakota Road or Chris Tomlin or another contemporary artist. That's not the point. The old familiar song in this moment, to to sing to God in this time of rescue, is not the right song to sing. The right song, now is the new song of gratitude and trust in response to God's saving work. It's a song of both relief and joy. The incessant waiting, waiting and waiting has come to an end, and God has responded in a way beyond the psalmist's wildest imaginings. Such a song is not just for the psalmist's own benefit, though. There's never, it's not an individualist kind of thing. This is for everyone. The song is for everyone, whether inside or outside the community of faith. The psalmist sings, many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Seeing God's saving work brings about in us this odd and perhaps paradoxical combination of fear and trust. We often wouldn't think fear would lead to trust, just the opposite. But the sense of fear here is of awe-filled respect. Just this awe, which leads to trust. God rescued the psalmist. God, God will certainly rescue the community. Can you imagine what our new song will be like after we emerge from COVID? Or when real steps toward justice for all are taken in our society? Or when we experience real healing, real restoration, real shalom, it will be glorious. The closest thing I can think of is, again, from the 16th century, because that's where my tater tot hot dish comes from, is uh, Thomas Tallis's 40-part 40 part, 40 part motet, Spemenalium, the English translation of which reads, I've never put my hope in any other but the God of Israel. Listen to it sometime online, and I'll be sure to post a link to it on Facebook. The heart behind the new song is what makes it so powerful. It's not just the words. It's the body that comes from the person, the people who are singing it. Such a new song is given by God to increase faith, hope, and love in God's people. For the man afflicted by leprosy in the gospel today, such a song comes out of the existence-changing event of recognizing his healing by Jesus. Perhaps that recognition of his healing was a deeper healing than the mere removal of the skin disease. It was a change in heart. Such a song even delays Even obedience to Jesus is order to show oneself to the priest to pause and give thanks. That's what repentance looks like. Such a song will express that indeed the wait was long and exhausting. The crisis was 
grave. But time and time again, God shows us God's mercy, grace, and love in Jesus Christ. God shows us grace in Christ that forgives, heals, and restores us. That gives us shalom when the world is anything but. That reminds us of God's care and of our call to embody that God-given shalom in our various life contexts. I have another song I'm going to put online. This one is not from the 16th century. The band U2 closed many of their concerts with a song based on this psalm, titled 40. At the end of the song, the audience picks up the lyric, how long to sing this song, and they keep singing it as band members go off the stage, one by one, until there's no instrumentals, it's just the, just the audience is singing. Nothing else. It's just the audience singing. Implication is clear. The song of God's people, the new song that God puts in our hearts, continues to inspire hope and trust long after the music fades. When we're in whatever crisis we find ourselves in. God, keep that new song going in your hearts. Amen.